Melinda McHenry of the Writer's Voice podcast. And my guest today is Connie Johnson Hambly, who writes tense, twisting thrillers with a strong moral code. How are you doing, Connie? I'm doing just fine, Linda. It's good to see you today. Yes, wonderful. Um, so you are the president of Sisters in Crime, New England. In New England, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you, I know you do all kinds of other things. Why don't you let us know in your own words what are the other things you're involved in right now? Well, I have, uh, I do a lot of writing of suspense and thrillers, etc. So I have, um, the Jessica Trilogy is out. So that has been uh, a story of a world-class equestrian caught up in the machinations of international terrorism. And so, you've won awards for that, haven't you? Yes, I have. So that's one that at, at the Equus International Film Festival in New York City won Best English Fiction because it's a mainstream thriller with, a, with an equine element. So I was, I'm all for that <laughs> uh, with a little bit of Boston IRA thrown in there. So it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, Ireland and the Troubles. Play a, play a big part in that. Uh -huh. And then I also have written uh, short stories that have gone out in different anthologies. And I have another short story that's being published this summer coming out in the Running Wild Anthology Press. So I'm very excited about all of that. And before my life, as a, as a thriller and, and mystery writer, I had done some journalism work with Bloomberg Business Week and writing for Nature Biotechnology. And, you know, I've always been kind of inhaling all of these facts, you know, and, and putting them out in kind of, you know, the serious news articles. And then I realized, oh, cool. I get to inhale all of these facts and do whatever I want with them. And it's called <laughs> crime fiction. Yes. So it's, you know, so once I realized I could make my own stuff up, I was like, this is great. Well, you can end it the way you want too, right? You get whatever ending you prefer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's so, that's so true. So true. So one of the things you and I agreed to talk about today is about writers and the community of writing and how writers can extend their reach, especially in trying times like this. So why don't you tell me about that? Because you have a lot of experience about helping writers to Absolutely. extend their reach. Absolutely. Because of course, you know, as an author, what are we trying to do? We're trying to write something, create something that people are going to read. And of course, the more people who read our work, you know, it, 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 it feels good. You know, it feels good when lots of people read your work and, and like it. So reaching out to readers is, is a real challenge because what happens is that authors say, hey, I have this book, read my book. It's a great book. Ah, uh, it's just, you're just another voice in the wind. Um, and it's like shouting in a hurricane. You, you just need something to make you stand out, whether it's your book itself or you entirely. But what I did is I found people who also share a passion of mine, horses, and who also like to read. And all of a sudden, this entire world opened up because I found another hook, either in my writing or in my own background, that readers were interested in. And I found that that was a really great way to then expand my reach beyond just a, you know, the, the book bubble that can, that can often be created with authors. Well, and you know, that leads me to mention, you know, how in sales and marketing, one of the things that they tell you is that when you're trying to sell a product, a service, or yourself, you need to 
show your potential buyer, in our case, it would be a reader, you want to show them the advantage of doing business with you and you want to answer their questions and you want to fill their needs. So I think what you just said in another way is you need to let your audience know why. Right. And, and, and to me, I call it affinity marketing. In other words, you find something else inside of your story that's really interesting and a hook in there. And then you find the readers who are also interested in that. Uh, so that it really does help expand your voice, but also, and this is really the important piece when it comes to writing groups and the different ways to go about reaching beyond your normal bubble, is that if you have something in your own background that makes people go, oh, that's interesting. I never, I never knew that. What, what about that? It makes the readers interested in you. And once readers become interested in you, they're going to say, well, what have you written? What else do you do, et cetera? So um, there are some authors who are, and publicists, who are wonderful about taking a high concept book and making that sell just on the concept of that book. More power to them. That's wonderful. Um, but a lot of people don't have a budget for a publicist. And a lot of people don't know how to get that nugget promoting you as a, as a total package does have a tendency then to attract people back into your, into your world, into your books, et cetera. Well, that's it. Just think about AARP. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the classic example of affinity marketing, the people who market to them. So if a writer has a good marketing plan and they know who their audience is, they know who they want to reach, they've got a good way to share who they are and why the readers want to read them. What is the purpose of a writer's group or writer's community? Is that necessary or not? Because a lot of people think they're not. And I personally think that they're probably the single most important tool a writer has. Right. You know, when I first started my writing career, I really kind of steered away from writing groups and organizations, et cetera, for just that reason. It's like, hey, you know, I, I've, I've got a big personality. I can reach out on my own and I can and I can do this. And that's fine. You can absolutely, you know, make connections that way. But what I've found, and especially with Sisters in Crime, um, is that uh, what I what I love about Sisters in Crime, which is a national international organization of mystery and thriller writers, and I am the president of the New England chapter of that. What I love about the organization as a whole is that they see everybody's on the same playing field. You could have New York Times best-selling authors and people with an idea. And that's, that's great. You're all in this crazy writing world together and you learn from each other because it is this kind of nurturing, supportive environment. So I look at, you know, when I first got involved with Sisters in Crime, I was amazed at the camaraderie that I saw. You know, I would go to workshops or conferences and, and there were people hugging and they were thrilled to see one another. And I'm like, who are these people? You know, what's going on with this? And what I realized is that it's just a true community. And what is important for um, authors of all stripes in a community is not only that support that you get um, when you're getting rejections, when you're in that horrible middle portion of your work in progress and you don't know where it's going to go, 
it's not only that support, but guess mm -hmm. what? Authors like to read and authors like to post reviews. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you get a back cover blurb from an author that's a little bit higher up on the rungs than you are, that's a big deal. And that only comes about when people know you, when they understand you, and you know, certainly you've written a, a book that they will be happy to support you with. But that's something that I think a lot of people might overlook when it comes to the writing community. And, um, and, and I think that's one of the essential elements that you know, authors read too. And if they're able to you know, give you a back cover blurb or you know, something, that's, that's nice. And the other thing that I've found, because I've been a member of Mystery Writers of America and I, Romance too. Writers of America yeah. since the late 1980s and Sisters in Crime for about the past 10 years. And the, one of the things that I've found is that you can't judge a book by a cover is a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. And it applies to writers as well. You can see, like you said, you go to a writer's conference, you see two people run up to each other, hug each other, and you look mm -hmm. at them and you say, they don't go. Like, how can they be friends? They just, you know, for whatever reason, and they like write a series together. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or they're best friends, or they're in a critique group, or people who write in different genres. And a lot of people won't, have a critique partner for someone who's not in their genre, but I don't know. I personally like that better because they're a reader. Yeah, they're like a reader. You said, they're, they're a reader, reader and they can actually give you perspective as a reader and a writer at the same time. Yeah, that, and that's true. And, and you know, it's really important about being a member of a community. Uh, first off, it's important to find your tribe, whether it's romance writers or mystery writers of America. Mm -hmm. I'm not a member of romance writers because I haven't written in that genre yet, but I am a member of mystery writers and sisters in crime. And then several other smaller regional um, critique group, craft mm -hmm. groups, and then networking groups too. But it's more than just paying your dues and sitting back and reading the newsletter what you really get out of these organizations is when you kind of participate when you when you are able when people are saying oh i i met so and so at an event or they volunteered to help with a mailing or to do graphics so it's more for me it's definitely more than just paying your membership sitting back and saying oh yeah i'm a member and then you know reading their their monthly or quarterly newsletter whatever it is for me, it was essential to get involved. And it started and it started in a really innocent, innocent way. You know, <laughs> I don't, I said yes. And it was at a New England Crime Bake, which is a really terrific regional writers, crime and right, uh, crime and mystery writer conference. And the first year I went, which was about six years ago now, uh, they asked me to, you know, take all of those bookmarks and flyers and freebies and stuff the conference bag. Okay, that's fine, I can do that. And then, but just by doing that one little bit, people were able to connect name and face and I got to meet a couple of people. And, and so it was kind of, it, it was fun. And also I'm president of Sisters <laughs> in Crime and I'm also co-chair now for New England Crime Bake. So it's like, be careful if you say yes. Um, but I don't, want that, I don't want that to scare people away that what's really important is for people just to get involved. And, you know, even if it's just an email correspondence with someone on the board, just to get to be known, because you will need someone at some point in time. And those contacts that you 
develop and nurture at your conferences or in these writers groups, they're going to be the first people that you send an email to to say, I'm really stuck. I need an editor. I'm really, I'm down. I'm depressed. I need a boost. They will be your first line of defense. So passionate about creating those connections. Well, and, and the thing is, what's really funny about that is I've been a member of RWA longer than any other writer's group, and I've never written a romance. Oh. All right. Okay. I've never written one. I write mostly mysteries. However, the reason I wanted to join was for the community. Yes. And for the assistance with query letters and synopsis and learning the craft. And I made so many good friends and they provided so many good resources that I've continued to be part of that organization. Another thing is a lot of the national organizations have chapter groups like Sisters in Crime has a New England chapter. Mystery Writers of America does. And that's where you can get your in-person local membership and folks to help with. So now that you've shared with everybody what they should be doing, how to reach out, how to join a community, why don't you share some of the things a writer maybe doesn't want to do, okay, that they think is a really good thing to do, but really is going to harm them in the long run? Right. So glad you asked that question. It is not all about you. If you make it more about the other authors, if you make it more about them, you pay it forward. It will come back to you when the time comes. I was witness to a panel where one author absolutely sucked all of the oxygen out of the room. The, the panel had a topic and she did not stay on that topic. What she did was she said, my book, my character, my setting, my, 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 my. And I watched this toxic fog spread through the audience and people you know, they started to fidget, they crossed their arms, they were totally checked out. And because what that author did was something that was important to her. She's like, oh boy, I'm, I've got all these eyes on me now. Let me talk about me. And she could have talked about her for like a little bit, which is all fine. But the other authors, you could see their faces closed down. I, and, and I know for a fact that she did not sell one book um, at the signing table afterwards, and people avoided her like the plague. Let me add to that, because the thing is, is that example, that's a wonderful example, because as writers, we're taught to show and not tell. What mm -hmm. she did is she told everybody about herself and her book, and what she told them is that she is very self-absorbed, mm -hmm. where if she was just her genuine, authentic self, her own personality, how she is every day without talking about her book, she would have revealed so much more about herself, we hope. <laughs> well, and, I, and I think I, most I, people do because everybody has wonderful qualities. And if you're relaxed and you want to have a good time and you're there to help other people, you show the very best of yourself. Yes. And yes. you don't tell it. If somebody likes you, they're going to check you out and they're going to they check will. out your books. They you don't will. need to beat them over the head with it. Right, exactly. And, and I really do believe that that quality of interaction when they see you as you know, um, a professional in your own interactions and a professional in a group and you take things seriously and you're detail oriented and you're all about that quality, they're gonna say, I'll bet you her books are pretty good too. So you said you have a short story coming up this summer. Yes, I do. Right. Where yep. can people look for that? Uh, that is in Running Wild Press Anthology, book number two, I believe it is. 
and it's a genre a little bit outside of my my norm. It's a little bit of crime, but a little bit of paranormal in there too, which was Ooh, interesting. Was fun. I know the first time I did a little snippet of paranormal was um, weaving that fourth or fifth dimension into my Irish lore, um, mm -hmm. the troubles. Um, t uh, if you know anything about uh, Irish history, you know that a period of unrest was back in the 70s and 80s called the Troubles, where they were trying to fight for their independence from England and reunite mm -hmm. Ireland. So my main character ended up in Ireland. And if you've ever traveled there, you have this feeling that you're never quite alone, <laughs> you know, that you you hear your name kind of in the mystery, you know, the on the wind just wafting through. So a little bit of paranormal. And I just thought that that was so much fun. I thought, I'm going to see what I can do with a 700-year-old soul changer. Oh, cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah, so there. So people can visit you at your website at ConnieJohnsonHambly.com. I thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, Hope you'll come back so in the fun. future. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much. This has been great. And, and readers, I always respond to emails. So oh, cool. That's right. You have all that stuff on your website. That's right. I She's do. got a form and an email address for you. So you can reach out to her directly. There you go. Okay, Connie, thank you. We'll do this again. Yeah, thanks, Lynn. It was awesome. Bye-bye.